Welcome to Fitzarns Property Exchange, hosted by Pearl Skeltimer, designed to keep you informed and captivated about the South African residential property market. Subscribe to our channel today and enjoy conversations with some of the most influential, innovative and interesting industry experts, stakeholders and scheme executives as they render input in today's property market. Hi, good day. I'm Pearl Skeltimer, the CEO of Fatan Estates. And again, so welcome to our property exchange. Yep, we are talking about a very contentious subject being load shedding, which has become almost daily in South Africa due to power crisis. It has significantly disrupted everyone's lives. Countless business hours have been lost. Productivity across all sectors has been impacted. Time is wasted. Frustrations are an all-time high due to traffic backlogs brought on by broken traffic lights and families are unable to cook or take a hot shower. These and countless other issues are affecting both the consumer and the private sector. But what's worse is the potential impact that these power outages could have on the security of your home or place of business. It is logical to expect South Africa's large criminal element to begin targeting areas that do not have power. Therefore, it is up to each and every one of us to ensure that our backup systems are in place, whether it is for an alarm system or an electric gate or a fence. So today I'm speaking to Johanna Brain, who has over 19 years of experience in the security industry, ranging from guarding, armed response, high-risk security, and armed escorts of high-value goods. He also has expertise in close protection services and investigations into armed robberies. Alongside this, Johan built up his expertise in suspect surveillance, suspect tracing, and asset tracking. For his years in the security industry, Johan has gained a vast understanding of security techniques and technologies available that include, but are not limited to, CCTV, alarm system, access control system. He has training in numerous security systems and understands both the value and limitations of a full spectrum of tech products used in the security industry. Johan is now the Head of Operations at Mazuza Security Services. Welcome, Johan. Would you like to tell us a little bit more about Mazuza? Thank you for the opportunity, Paul. Yes, Mazuza Security is a security company based in Johannesburg. We specialize mainly in guarding and security installations of all kinds and all sorts ranging from alarm systems, CCTV systems, access control systems, and the list goes on. It's all basic security installations. We do off-site uh, security surveillance or off-site monitoring as, it, as it's commonly known. And that is the future. I think uh, the future of any security industry is going to be more towards the technology side. There will always be a need for guarding, but we are focusing in expanding our technology department. Awesome. So let's hear what you have to say. The vast majority of security solutions obviously rely on electricity. Whether it is surveillance cameras, electrical fences, or automated gates, while most have some form of backup battery, 
that kicks in when electricity is cut. Constant power failures can quickly reduce a battery's lifespan, I've heard. What options do trustees or scheme executives have to prolong the battery's life? Well, that's a good question. And that is, there's two answers. One, the systems are designed with lead acid batteries. And the only way to preserve that battery life or to extend the battery life or just to maintain the expected battery life of the manufacturer is to keep the battery charge at 50% or more. As soon as the battery discharges to below that point, the battery gets damaged permanently and the life of the battery is diminished. But with the current load shedding and power outages we experience in Africa, it's extremely difficult for those batteries to cope. So there isn't much you can do to extend the existing batteries that come with most of the systems, except for not discharging it below 50%. But then you have the dilemma of power outages with load shedding. And can I just interrupt you here? Um, yeah. You say that it must be charged not below 50%. Where does one see how what percentage battery is left? Is there a gauge or something at the gate where one can see this? So unfortunately not. There is not a gauge that you can see the battery level on almost any system. Some of the newer technology alarm systems, there is applications that you can log into and it will tell you the battery life. But for the everyday Joe and what we use, like gate motors, alarm systems, electric fences, there is no gauge to tell you what the battery level is on the system after there was a load shedding schedule or after there's a power outage. The only way for us to know the battery is depleted is when it goes completely flat and everything stops working. So there are solutions around that that we can talk about to make you more aware or to ensure that your system will cope with the outages. Okay, but please do. I'd love to hear how one can do that because it is the scheme executives or either the caretaker at a scheme that would monitor this. But if it's not possible to see, how do you know your battery is still okay or not? Okay, so what we at Mezuzah usually do for our clients, we go out to site, we assess the system, we look at what type of gate motor you have, what size electric fence energizer you have, what type of alarm system you have, and the size of that, and we determine the amount of power that that device will consume per hour while the power is off. Mm -hmm. So there's a calculation, it's not an easy calculation to do, or it's not difficult, but for the average Joe, if you're not technically inclined, it will be a bit more difficult. So getting a security company like Mr. Security to come and do an assessment for you and determine how many watts per hour you're going to use, that will determine the battery size you can you can use. So with the standard batteries, you're not going to get through the load shedding schedules. You have to either replace the battery with a bigger size battery that increases the voltage or the storage capacity that will not run flat below 50% charge. And we'll stay above that. And then what that also gives you is when the power comes back on for that four or five hour period before the next schedule starts, it will give it enough time to get sufficient charge to carry you through the next schedule. Okay, so it means that you have to assess the motor and the battery size in order to prevent a situation where the battery runs out. So if the battery is not big enough to support the system, a bigger battery needs to be installed. Do I get that? That is correct, yes. Okay. So 
some of the bigger gate motors, they do take two big batteries that are quite powerful. But depending on the traffic volume that comes in and out of that gate, the battery also might not last. And then you need an additional system on top of that system. All right. But there is cheaper alternatives like replacing the standard lead-acid battery with a gel battery of the same capacity. That will give you a little bit longer operation time. And then also with the lithium-ion battery, that's probably the best type of battery you can install in the gate motor or alarm system with the longest lifespan. And it can also discharge to... You can fully discharge and recharge and still have four or five times the amount of life that a normal lead acid battery will have. Okay. Wow. I had a lot of information to absorb. What I'd like to know is if load shedding is up to, say, stage six or stage eight, which is obviously for a prolonged period, is there enough time for the backup battery to continue working? Well, yes and no. It depends on the size of the system and the requirements. If you have a large enough backup battery, it will continue to work throughout the, the load shedding period. We, for our clients, we usually install a backup battery system that includes a solar UPS inverter. So it's very similar to a normal UPS with a difference of high output and the battery capacity that it can handle is much larger. And then also it has a solar input where you can add solar panels to the mix. So when the power goes off, your system isn't only running off battery power, but the solar panels continue to charge the batteries. When we do the systems and we install these systems for our clients, we don't just cater for the the power consumption that is required to get the the client through that load shedding schedule, like the six hours or maybe eight hours. So double or sometimes more than double the capacity so that the batteries do not drain below 60%. Even though gel batteries can discharge to about 75% and retain normal lifespan operation without damaging the battery, we increase the power uh, storage capacity of the batteries so that they will go to, go through two or three load shedding schedules without the batteries running flat and giving the system enough time when the power does go back on for the four hours or four and a half hours like we saw in stage six, so the batteries can recharge again and be ready for the next cycle. And um, if you add a solar panel to the mix, if you had no external power, your batteries could fully recharge in as little as six hours with one solar panel. So if you add two solar panels, it won't half the time, but it will make it much quicker as well. All right. Okay, that, that makes sense. As a managing agent, it immediately makes me think that these are very valuable items, the UPS, the solar panel, the battery as such. How does one secure these things so that it doesn't get stolen or damaged or because this unfortunately happens? Living in a country where the crime is relatively high and there's always a possibility of of your batteries or your infrastructure getting stolen or targeted by thieves and criminals. We have Mazuza Security, depending on the client requirements, depending if they have a safe lockup environment for the equipment. If they don't, we supply them with an enclosure that you can either bolt to the wall or to the floor that will delay them in stealing something. But that's only the last line of defense. You should always have an alarm system like a passive or People call it an eye for the average person in your room that can pick up and intrude when they enter the room. So, you know, listen, someone's inside my backup room or my power solution room and we should get there immediately. 
There's multiple other layers. We usually recommend a three-layer three approach or a layered approach to our clients in protecting assets, and that is the perimeter. First is electric fence or an alarm system. Secondly will be off-site monitoring or camera monitoring the device. A camera just looking at something recording is, is a reactive solution. You only see what happened after the event. But off-site monitoring solution or live monitoring solution is alert-based. We use a camera that has got smart technology or software that has got smart technology. And as soon as someone enters the room, we have set up rules for that camera. It works very similar to an alarm, but it's got much more functionality. And that system will then send us an alert with an image coming up on the screen and we can see who's entering the, to that room or that building. Mm. What are they trying to do there? Is it a threat to the system or not? And we will act accordingly. So it should never just be one system looking after your equipment. I mean, you pay a lot of money for your equipment and to secure it will be far cheaper than to replace everything. I think sometimes people... I understand. They skimp on security because it's a grudge purchase. No one wants to pay for security. But unfortunately, we have to. Yeah. And that's you have to protect your investment, especially with expensive equipment. Yeah. You have to have some type of plan to ensure that it's not going to get taken. You don't have to fork out all that money to replace your systems. All right. I'm sketching a scenario for you. We have a managing a scheme in the Linwood area consisting of 60 units. In other words, at least 120 cars either coming in or out on a daily basis. And they find that the battery is not lasting. Your solution to that is to increase the battery capacity and to back up that with additional uh, UPS and perhaps solar panel. What would the estimated cost be? I know it's rather difficult not being able to assess the situation, but just a rounded figure, what would a body corporate or a homeowners association be looking at once they want to upgrade to secure a working system whilst we have this power outages? Well, Paul, the scenario is sketched. There's quite a lot of vehicles going in and out. It's quite a large system. I would also just mention that there are limitations to to the UPS solar inverter systems. Mm -hmm. There are more robust, bigger solar systems that work with battery power and that also charge through the sun, which they are much more expensive than, than the average system that we recommend for our clients. It could range anywhere in the price range from about 30,000 rand to 200,000 rand, all depending on the amount of gate motors, oh booms, whatever need to install. In saying that, we install similar systems on a smaller scale that we do have some some residential complexes and um, states that we install these systems into they don't have that amount of traffic traffic volume but the systems we install there run in the range of about twenty thousand rand and they last throughout the load shedding schedule we have gates on there uh, access control system as well as a CCTV system also. Okay, that sounds more real. So it's very, mm. it's very dependent on the size of the of the property and the amount of gates and booms and the systems running on it. So it's very difficult to give a direct cost, what it could cost, but if you're saying 120 vehicles, I don't know how many gates there are, there's a lot of variables, but the best would be to get a security company like Mrs. Security to come out and do an assessment for you and give you a proper costing on 
what it will cost you and what would be the most cost effective. Okay, Mezuzah security systems, would they be willing to come out to a meeting to explain to the residents how a system works or would they purely provide a quotation after the assessment done? No, we will definitely come out to, to a meeting to explain how the system works. We will explain the benefits and the disadvantages of, of the system. There's no system that is 100% foolproof. Correct. But you have to go with a system that's going to give you the most reward for the least amount of cost. Because there are systems that are very robust and it lasts, it's almost foolproof, but the cost of that is very, very high. That's understandable. Okay. Some schemes have access control, which are impacted, creating security and safety dilemmas for a business. How can scheme executives ensure residents are not either locked in or out during load shedding? So this this is a good question. We have many clients that operate systems where access control is key, and that is for residential areas as well as um, business buildings as well. So the system that I was talking about earlier with the, with the backup batteries and the UPS solar inverter, and with it, you can add solar panels as well, but it's not necessarily a must to start off with. That is the most cost-effective solution that was the access control systems usually don't use a lot of power. They are low consumptions of energy and they can stay online for eight to 12 hours with a relatively simple, small, inexpensive system. So that is something we are very familiar with and that we can, at a very cost-effective price, install at any access control installation. All right. We've had a situation at our offices um, very recently, in fact, today and yesterday, where we had a power outage, not due to load shedding, but uh, an electrical box that was damaged. And previously, last week, it was a car that drove into a pole and we sat without power for three days. In circumstances like this, would you then recommend that Either an armed response or guarding would be another option to safeguard property and goods during a situation like this. I think uh, there's two parts to this answer. The first one, armed response, I think is an essential part of any um, security installation. To have an armed response company that can respond in, in case of an emergency is key. The only issue with the armed response company is they can only come out when there's an emergency. Mm-hmm. So during the three-day period that you experience load shedding, you're going to want someone on the ground floor that's going to be able to see what's going on in your property. And if there's a threat or something going wrong at the business, they can raise the alarm with the own response company and they can respond to the alarm. But I think a guard in this scenario would be the, would be the go-to choice because you have a body on the ground, he can see, he can hear, and he can alert. Okay, so it is possible to appoint a guard service only for a limited period. Yes. You don't have to enter into a long-term agreement in order to arrange for that. No, not at all. It is very possible. People phone us regularly with the request for emergency guard where someone drove through a wall, the wall is exposed, people feel vulnerable at night, they can't sleep. They phone me at 5 o'clock. By 6 o'clock, we have the guard on site. I'm not saying... 
in all scenarios, it will be that quick. Awesome. Sometimes take an hour and a half or so, but yes, it is possible to get a guard on site with short term, short term notice. Absolutely. All right. Last question. I think the time has arrived for all of us to reassess the security systems we have and how we can upgrade those um, in order to make provision for unforeseen circumstances. What would your recommendation to our scheme executives be to better the situation they currently experience? The majority of clients that we deal with or that I deal with have in a very long time not inspected the alarm system to see if it's fully functioning, number one. Number two, they have not assessed if what they have is still sufficient. Many people make changes to their properties and uh, the requirements of the system change, but they never change the system. So I think the number one point is to get a company out like mm-hmm. security to come and do an assessment, to go through the property with the scheme executives and see what the requirements are, what they need from the system, and see if the system they have currently is sufficient. I think there's so many layers and so many options to apply layers to secure properties and people that um, can be explored, but you need to come and do an assessment that's at a site. It could be as simple as an electric fence on the perimeter as number one. Number two, off-site monitoring solution, monitoring or perimeter. So you can see an intruder or a threat before they enter your property or while they're trying to enter your property that is monitored by an off-site monitoring company like Mrs. Security. We can then immediately alert the armed response. They can come out and respond to to that threat. And the third layer would be an alarm system. Beams can be the last layer of approach. Sometimes your electric fence goes out and gets hit by lightning, then your first layer is gone. Mm-hmm. Your off-site monitoring system, there can be a problem with the internet service provider and your feed goes down to the control room that's monitoring your cameras. And the alarm system needs to be in good working order as your last line of defense so that when all other systems fail, you still have that last layer of protection. So when intruder comes in, alarm goes off and omni response can come out. So a later approach can be simple as that, but there's many other layers that can be applied, but you need to do proper assessment of each property as the requirements will be different for each one. Okay. Can I ask a question? Um, I said this, the previous one was the last one, but depending on, on your response, it, it obviously um, yes. creates a need for another question. Um, is there any cost involved in doing such an assessment? At Mrs. Security, we do not charge the client to do an assessment. We do assessment free of charge. We work with the client. The only cost will be on the day we start doing an installation. Obviously, someone has to pay for the equipment. Of course. Johan, that was very, very interesting, and I think it is an eye-opener and perhaps an alert for all of us to reassess what we have and how it can be approved. Thank you so much for your contribution. Would you please tell us how we can get hold of you um, or Mazuza Security Services? Thank you so much for the opportunity, Paul. It was uh, a pleasure to speak with you. People can get in touch with Mazuza Security by dialing 011. 440-0630, or they can email us at feelsafe at mezuzasecurity.co.za, or they can even email me directly. It's Johan, J-O-H-A-N, at mezuzasecurity.co.za.
How do I spell that, Mezuza? It's M-E-Z-U-Z-A-H, security.co.za. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Uh, once again, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you found this quite interesting. And um, please make use of the opportunity to assess whatever you have in order to prevent a situation that we could all have avoided. If not, we will talk again soon. Thank you. This was Fitzsounds Property Exchange, hosted by Pearl Skeltimer. Not only do we keep you informed on the very latest in the property industry, we also empower by expanding your knowledge base. Make sure to visit www.fitzon.co.za to find out more about sectional title scheme management, letting, sales and trustee training. Remember to subscribe to our channel and follow us on all our social platforms.